This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie Hello, good morning and welcome to The Bottom Line, the programme for and about business on KCLR. I'm John Purcell and I'm with you for the next half hour or so. Later in the programme, we'll be hearing about Amplitude, a conference on disruptive innovation being held in Kilkenny on November the 6th. And I'll be telling you about a Bottom Line podcast special, which we're kicking off this week and which goes over the next four weeks in association with the Amplitude Conference. All that to come later in the programme. But first, last Thursday was National Women's Enterprise Day and there were events organised in Kilkenny and Carlow to bring women in business together and to celebrate the achievements and contributions of women and talk about the issues facing women in business. These events were spearheaded by the local enterprise offices in Kilkenny and Carlow and joining me in the studio to tell us about how the day went is Catherine Hennessy of Kilkenny Local Enterprise Office. Catherine, you're very welcome. How did Thursday go? Thursday went very well, John. Um, the feedback has been great. Um, I suppose it was, we had over 80 in attendance in the Rivercourt Hotel here in Kilkenny. Um, and I suppose people left inspired and empowered uh, and to go about their the business journey. So. That's a key part of the whole day. Tell us how this idea came about and what the objectives are for National Women's Enterprise Day. Well, it's now in its 13th year. Um, it's run by the National Network of Local Enterprise Offices around the country. And this year, the theme is making it happen. Um, so we would have uh, decided on a team here in Kilkenny of entrepreneurial families and in particular, I suppose, mother and daughter enterprises. Um, just to give people an idea of what it's like to run uh, a business from a female perspective. Uh, and also, I suppose, you know, family businesses bring about their own um, dynamics. dynamics as well. So it was to get that message across as well. So. And uh, tell us on a broad uh, team. What are the issues, um, opportunities and and challenges facing women in business specifically, do you think? Well, I suppose the message that came across from Thursday night was that um, they face the same challenges as their male counterparts. But what women sometimes tend to do is put pressure on themselves to be you know, the best at everything, whether it's family life, whether it's business life, and they tend to put that pressure on themselves. Um, So what came across last night, I suppose, is if you have the support mechanisms, whether that's family, whether it's government agencies, it's to avail of those supports and make use of them. Um, Uh, Yeah, and quite a few supports available in that respect from the local enterprise office. Anything specifically towards women entrepreneurs? Well, this year we ran a management development programme focused specifically for female entrepreneurs, uh, both ourselves and the local enterprise office in Carlow ran that programme. But I suppose our support is open to any um, business, any small business operating in Kilkenny. Um, so it, we don't, I suppose, specifically do it on gender. Mm. I suppose issue. one of the key objectives of, of uh, a long running campaign like this would be to make itself irrelevant, really. Yes, and I suppose to motivate and encourage more women to get involved because often people have are in their homes trying, I'd love to do that, would, but I wouldn't be able, or how do I go about it? So it's to empower people and say, look, it's a journey, there will be obstacles, but there's also opportunities. And that came across la, the on Thursday night as well, that 
you know, things change. The path isn't always straightforward, uh, but opportunities do arise and to take them. Yeah. And you chose an ambassador for Kilkenny Women in Enterprise this year. Tell us about that. Yes, Mag Kerwin from Ghostbridge Trout Farm. I suppose there was a number of reasons why Mags was chosen. Um, She has been a great ambassador for us in terms of, I know when people approach her, she advises them to contact the local enterprise office. She's gone through our supports. She knows what's available. Uh, I suppose based on the team and making it happen and the entrepreneurial background, both from the Kerwin uh, family and also from the Donoghue family. She has great entrepreneurial traits, I suppose, embedded in her gender but also um, I suppose just she's very motivating and a powerhouse in terms of running her own business and uh, the other activities involved as well on the social level. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as it happens earlier in the week, um, just before the event in Kilkenny and just after the event in Carlow, I had Mike Kerwin, as you said, the ambassador for uh, Women in Enterprise uh, Day and Kate Gaynor from the Paint Hub in Carlow, who was the Carlow uh, ambassador for Women in Enterprise. Um, they came in. They were actually great crack. We had a great chat um, they were great chatters. It went on for about 25 minutes. Unfortunately, we don't have time uh, to uh, talk about it all. But um, I had to try and pick out bits. So this is the first bit uh, where you're joining the conversation as I was asking Kate for her take on National Women in Enterprise Day. I suppose a big one, John, we all know about the gender pay gap and we're probably sick of hearing it. But I think that aside, there's also the element of women having to build a business faster and smarter and to make that business more agile and more robust. Why? To to cope with the fluctuations in our life cycle that men don't have. So typically a male head of an enterprise will take less than two weeks paternity leave. I took a year. And that's that the hashtag for this whole event is for women, hashtag making it happen. And that for me took years of work to make that happen, that as the leader of our our enterprise, I could leave for a year and our company would not just stagnate, but grow as it has done every other year. And that's a challenge. That's, and like I have no feminism in me. I, I'm ashamed. I just don't. I never really affiliate with the movement. I haven't had reason to really. But that irked me really when I realised God if I want to take maternity leave this is a huge deal and men don't they take two weeks So you haven't had reason to be involved in the feminist movement but is that because everything's perfect or it's just the way you are and you just go about it in your own way It's just I go about it in my own way because I think men face obstacles and ceilings as well. Women have unique challenges. And I'm not saying now, I think I just (coughs) I just get on with it. I think I went to study paint inspection in the UK and there was definitely huge sexism in that. Like on that course I had where they were asking all the men all these technical questions and they turned to me and asked me, what's your favourite colour? And it was insulting. And and I, I went through that a lot in the industry. I just got on with it, really. I just focused on being the best, learning more than anybody. And today when I was speaking at Lisbon about House at the event and Dervla Rourke was there my main advice to all the women there was in your sector be the expert whether it's bicycles or legal advice be the absolute expert the go-to person in your sector and then you're in touch with and is it just about being yourself as well as as, as being an expert and forgetting <laughs> about yeah, because th- yeah, boxes be people put in. Yeah, I think if you don't have love or passion for what you do you're not going to get anywhere I think a, a bit of passion for what you do will, will bring you through you know, the, the good times and the bad times what about you, Mags? Um, 
What strike? I, yeah. I feel uniquely unqualified being a male here, and we're talking about <laughs> National uh, Women's Enterprise Day. Um, so I don't want to bring any preconceptions and so on associated with my gender. But women in business for you, what does it mean? What are the issues? What are the challenges? Well, well I suppose I was lucky enough to marry into a business um, where my husband's mother uh, had a similar role to my role in the business, which was kind of directing the business, business development. So so really for him, it was a very natural progression for me to get involved in this end of the business. And um, I don't see any difference between men and women, really. I think the only difference is our state of mind as women. I think we might be the best, we might be the experts. We don't often believe it and we don't often have the confidence to, 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 to go ahead and to tell people. You know, men are very, very good to say, I'm wonderful, I'm fantastic, I'm great. Women are always making excuses and they feel, you know, and and, and, and I actually think, you know, I love being a woman in business. I, I, I think we have a lot of advantages, you know, mm. and I think subtly we have that advantage. I was doing a course for the last two days uh, leadership in leadership uh, and strategy in our business. I've been lucky enough to get involved and there were nine people on the course from the industry. There was one woman, that was me. But I didn't, for, for any moment, feel any less, you know, qualified to be there. I didn't feel, I think it's, we have to just, basically, we have to have the confidence. It's all about mm. confidence, you know. Mm. Um, and, 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 you know, even, I, um, I do think that, um, you know, sometimes we perceive women to be better in terms of, you know, um, how we can empathise. Uh, you know, it's been proven in the last couple of um, uh, months, actually, uh, physically, that men and women's brains aren't any different. It's just how we, um, I suppose, it's our experience and how, you know, we're allowed to empathise. It's, it's how we're conditioned how we're, by yeah. society into being allowed to feel things, mm. whereas men can. So I, I think if, uh, from a scientific and a physical point of view, we're the very same. It's just conditioning and life's experiences that make us different, really. Mm. And that's uh, completely surprising to me. I always thought we were mm. definitely better. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say about the confidence thing, because in the radio business, we're often um, lambasted for the lack of balance in relation to women on air and all that kind of stuff. But I can vouch in my own experience that, as you say, men can tend to be more uh, put themselves forward going, yeah, sure, I'll come on. I don't know anything about it, but I'll give it a go. Whereas women mm. who are obviously qualified are often going no, I just wouldn't, I don't want to put myself forward as an expert, even <laughs> though they may be experts. That That's a huge element, isn't it, Kate? Even like Kathleen Hoolhan, the CEO of Carlow County Council, spoke at our event this morning and she was saying that it was great to hear women on stage saying, I, I created this change, I created this growth. And she said, women usually use we and use the team and as a company. And she said, men are generally using I. I think Mag, like there was a great point where we're all the same and we're not pushing the female agenda and we're special and this and fighting for greater equality. It's just about, I suppose, appreciating that we both men and women have a great place in business. And then I think the addition is that women do face certain challenges that men don't. What are those challenges and how do they hold women back and how do they hold businesses back? Because failing to get the input of everybody is an impediment to your business being as good as it can be, presumably. Like the big one that we went through already was maternity leave. That's a huge one. You're going to have massive gaps. And that's that's a big one strategically as the head of an enterprise. I think other than that as well, I think, like you were saying, we both, Mag was saying, we both have the same brains and emotions. I think women are allowed to be a little bit more gentle. And I think sometimes in business, it takes great strength to be gentle and kind. So I think sometimes women have the, the added advantage there when it comes to HR and comes to management where we can be ruthless and kind and I think men are maybe perceived as having to be that little bit tougher. Uh, when we're recording this it's on the day of Brexit um, Theresa May failed to well the Brexit deal 
Theresa May failed, it, it struck me that there was a lot of sexism in how she was treated in, in terms of trying to negotiate a deal you know, for Britain. remember when she stood in the steps of Downing Street and she more or less cried. You know, if, if, if Johnson did something similar, we'd all be horrified. <laughs> Again, it's back to the fact that, you know, and, and we all should be allowed to be ourselves, you know. Um, um, so on the day, uh, do I think um, we have a better chance now of getting this passed from from the UK government? I do think so. I think that's, that's not nothing to do with the fact that Theresa May was a woman. I think it's due to the fact that we're in a different time. We've been through a lot of uh, serious realisation over in the UK as to what exactly is happening now. So, so my feeling is even though Labour have come out to say they're not going to support it, I, I do feel it's going to get through. Um, you know, obviously it has to go to Europe then, but uh, and the EUP, that's another story. But um, I don't think it's got anything to do with it. Although at the same time, you know, I'll be honest with you, even when I look at women, uh, and, you know, in business or in politics, I do look at them differently. You know, you know, it's if it's a woman, something as simple as um, what she, what's she wearing? You're almost, um, you know, you're almost judging. You never look at a man and what he's wearing in terms of judging. That that's that's the reality. Mm-hmm. You know, um, um, so you know, you asked, yeah. So you asked about challenges. I mean, I think actually more and more men now are going to look for maternity leave. By the way. I think, yeah. you know, paternity leave. And mm. before in the past, if you... I mean, my husband took an awful lot. I've been very lucky in the sense that my husband's very supportive and we have very much an equal relationship in terms of the kids. I'm sure... I think you do, John, as well. Yeah, hopefully. And, and I think, you know, people almost used to frown at the fact that I would be out and about, you know, driving the business or, you know, whereas, you know, Ger might, might at some stage was taking a lot of control of the kids and stuff like that, mm. you know. And, and, you know, people often... I often got a phone call looking for pe- people looking for to speak to the boss. Is is Ger there? And I'd say, well, actually, you need to speak to me. You know, but, but that must I, be very hard to have yeah, to experience stuff like Look, that. I suppose I come from a fan from a background where my mother was, um, um, my father died very young, so my mother was the person who took over our business and grew our business, and she was the first woman on the Irish horse board. You know, so I suppose I I, I saw by example. I have, um, you know, there's ten kids in our family, five boys, five girls, and my mother treated us all equally. We had the same opportunity in terms of education, the same opportunity in terms of having to get out there and do it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah. so, so for me, I suppose as I said, I'm, I, I've been lucky, and I hope I have two boys and two girls and and I hope our kids are learning by from example too that it's it's a matter of what you can do not who you not mm. what gender you are you know that was the irrepressible Mag Kerwin of Goatsbridge Trout Farm there with Kate Gaynor of the Paint Hub, both of who were ambassadors for the National Women in Enterprise Day. And before that, you heard Catherine Hennessy of Kilkenny Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to The Bottom Line on KCLR. I'm John Purcell. Moving on. Now, I mentioned at the top of the programme that we're doing a special partnership with Amplitude, a very interesting conference that takes place in the Lyrath Estate Hotel in Kilkenny on November 6th. This is the second year of the event, which is led by the Technology Transfer Offices and Research Centres from Waterford Institute of Technology and Institute of Technology, Carlow. The conference focuses on disruptive technology and offers networking opportunities for SMEs and large multinationals and everybody in between, and is offering opportunities to people in business, startups and the wider public information uh, uh, people who are looking for public information on how to access business development funding from national and EU sources and tips. Get this on how you can 
submit winning proposals. I've been sitting down to talk with some of the people behind organising the event, as well as those who will be involved in presenting at the conference. From today, we'll be releasing a series of four bottom-line special podcasts where we discuss in detail the issues and themes that will be addressed at the conference. For the first edition of the podcast, I sat down in Arc Labs in Waterford with Pat Lynch, Director of RICON, Ashling O'Neill, Manager of Arc Labs, and James O'Sullivan of the Technology Transfer Office in WIT. Here's a flavour of what we talked about. First off, here's Ashling O'Neill giving us an overview of the conference. So I suppose what's wonderful about Amplitude, we're in our second year now and we've chosen four key pillars to look at under the um, conference this year. So we're going to have future health, we're going to have smart energy, precision agriculture and we're also going to be looking at design and engineering as well. So there's going to be a broad spectrum of themes throughout the day um, and really, really interesting um, speakers in each of those domains as well as showing all of the capacity of both WIT and IT Carlo to support businesses within those And areas. James, um, talk to us a bit about the kind of origination of the idea and the regional bit of it. Yeah, so obviously the Institutes of Technology in the region, both Carlo and ourselves, we provide services to companies and they can be consultancy services, research and development services. But really what we wanted to do is for both institutes to come together to really um, display to the companies how we can be an extension of their R&D capability. So one of the key purposes of academic institutes like ourselves is to service companies. And you know we felt that it was a little bit fragmented possibly for companies. They didn't really see the message. So this is a wonderful opportunity for us to come together as a single conference and display all our capabilities. So between us we have four technology gateways that service those functional areas that Ashling discussed. And the gateways then will describe the types of services, the types of offerings, and give case studies which can represent companies the types of things they might see in the future from, from the institutes. And Pat, RICON, um, you know, I've known of RICON for many years, but it's part of a whole ecosystem of stuff in, in the southeast. Talk to us a bit about the ecosystem and the challenges of increasing awareness of it and get more people turned on to the ecosystem, I suppose. Yeah, John, um, I suppose like we're very fortunate in the southeast because, like as James just uh, kind of highlighted, like we have four phenomenal technology gateways across both institutions. Uh, also, then there's a plethora of uh, research centres, researchers, and then there's even a broader ecosystem that the two institutes have in terms of engagement with Enterprise Ireland, the IDA, the local enterprise office, uh, innovation centres, all across the region. And I suppose what this uh, allows us to do is it allows a company to kind of come into one destination in Kilkenny and uh, at amplitude and it can, in one uh, building and in one centre it can actually then engage with all these uh, different uh, elements of the innovation ecosystem and not only just engage like walking around they can actually be directed well this is more suited to you we can help you here do you really should talk to your local enterprise office uh, to arc labs to TSSG or Design Plus in Cara. So what it does is it brings all this ecosystem into one location on one day. And so it's a phenomenal opportunity for organisations because sometimes it can be look very vast. Yeah, people um, spend a lot of their time kind of rushing around with their phones on, with their heads down, going, sorry, I can't talk to you right now. It's important, Ashling. maybe you can all kind of chip in, but it's important for entrepreneurs mm. and people trying to drive companies to kind of think a bit horizontally as well as vertically and not just in their own silos. What do you think of that? 
Absolutely, John. So from my perspective, my background is looking at entrepreneurs' networks and how they develop for entrepreneurs to build their businesses within regional economies. And what we've seen within that is that while there is huge benefit of clustering within your own discipline and domain, the diversity of thought and perspective that comes from composing your personal network and your professional network with diverse um, companies and and, and people with diverse experiences just gives you a a broader um, appreciation of opportunities and I suppose different ways to look at challenges that you might face and, and solutions that you can come up with as a res- result of that. And are people a bit shy about that Pat in your experience you know are people kind of a bit reserved kind of going like oh my company now I just keep doing what I'm doing I don't want to. Yeah you know. and I, I think we're all I, I think we can all be like that in yeah. our uh, personal and like you know it's important for us like you know you could be managing a very successful company you could be managing an organisation for years and years uh, you know and you're doing things and you think you're doing it correct and you're busy and everything else but then there's a whole plethora of uh, individuals and researchers from other organizations and researchers from the institutes that can possibly show you even a better way to do things and I think that's what this can do it can open your mind to different engagements of how to do business so you know you might be struggling with one aspect and no matter what it is even if it's project management ICT if it's energy or manufacturing it doesn't really matter there's someone there that you can go and have a chat to and actually more important someone there that's actually interested in having a chat with you and about your company and everything else. And it just allows you to even think. So even if people come along for the day and explore what's actually in their region, on their doorstep, it'll be a good day for that person because they mightn't utilise it that day, but they definitely might utilise it in the future. And it's just opening those doors. And and James, um, you're a practitioner who has an understanding of the commercialisation process from from an idea to to taking it live, I suppose. Talk to us a bit about that process, and maybe you'd all chip in then, as to someone's got an idea, you know, I want to change the world with this product or company or service, but I don't know where to start. How can you help them, and how can you all help them? And so that's exactly the remit of the Institutes, Carlo and WIT, to help people with that uh, process. So essentially what we often do is someone comes into us with an idea, a concept, and one of the first things we might do is try and understand the feasibility of it. Is it practical? Can it actually happen from a marketing perspective? And so they might engage with a company like Rikon, sorry, um, a research institute like Rikon, and look at the market aspect. So what would the commercial model be, even before we engage from a technical perspective? And then as we move through that feasibility, we might look at the technical aspects through the likes of the Design Plus or through TSSG or SEAM or PMBRC. So when the gate maze Gateways may develop what's called a minimal viable prototype, which is really just to test it in the market. And then from there, decisions can be made as to whether it's worth patenting, protecting the technology, and moving into a commercial product. So there's a very well-defined process, and there are lots of support entities within the industries that can help you move along that process. Um, And do you have to be a starter business, or can you be in a business that wants to develop a new stream of income or a new product or are there hard and fast rules no, in relation No, there's to absolutely that? no rules in relation to who you have to be. So we get guys walking in off the street that um, are have no business behind them. They're just a sole entrepreneur and we can put them on specialist programs such as New Frontiers, which helps them shape their ideas. And even under those programs, we can fund part of their time. So we might be able to fund them for a number of weeks, like 12 weeks, to help them develop their concept up to a point where they can pitch to investors. 
you can be a multinational like some of the large multinationals in the region you can come into us with a simple problem it doesn't need to be a new product so often companies come in they have a very small problem they just don't know how to solve that problem and we have mechanical expertise uh, computer expertise uh, pharmaceutical expertise invariably we will have touched on some problem like that before and we can help you solve that problem pretty quick. Um, Pat, can you give us, you've worked through RICOM with uh, loads of different companies over the years. Can you give us an example of somebody, you know, make alive what James is talking about there? I, I can and um, and I know they won't mind me um, uh, mentioning them because um, they've uh, said it in public domains themselves. Uh, a local organisation here, Caltech Engineering, um, who actually has engaged with um, ourselves uh, originally uh, where we looked at their business models their strategies and then we came up with a kind of like a kind of like a core uh, kind of product and strategy that they could do then they engaged with seam uh, technology gateway on materials and seam saved them absolutely I'm not even going to mention the amount of money that they saved The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice, www.onf.ie. And that was me chatting to Pat Lynch of Rycon, James O'Sullivan of the Technology Transfer Office in WIT and Ashling O'Neill of Arc Labs, all about amplitude. And if you'd like to hear more of that discussion, you can access a full edition of the conversation that I had with Ashling, Pat and James through our podcast. Simply search for The Bottom Line Business KCLR on your podcast channel or wherever you find your podcasts and you'll see the Amplitude special. We'll have lots more on next week's edition of the bottom line we'll be talking smart agriculture and future health i hope to be talking to a woman whose green products business is going from strength to strength and we'll be hearing about a new business in carlow if you'd like to contact the program email us at the bottom line at kclr 96fm.com thanks to everyone who contributed to this week's show and to the team at KCLR who helped make it all possible John Keane on sound editing and Deirdre Drummy who produced I'm John Purcell thanking you for listening and hoping you'll join me next week just after 9 on Saturday for The Bottom Line until then have a good week and enjoy the weekend KCLR's Bottom Line brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business www.onf.ie